Hello, everybody. Welcome once again. This is Syracuse Basketball Postgame presented by Krause Health, the exclusive healthcare partner for SU Athletics. And we are coming off the heels of a game at the JMA Wireless Dome that had a little bit of everything except defense. Didn't have much defense. Didn't have much rebounding on the uh, part of Syracuse as well. And the Orange get the win. 94 to 92. It has been an emotional week for Syracuse basketball, starting with that loss to Wake Forest on Saturday, right up through till, of course, the big news that came down on Tuesday that Benny Williams had been dismissed from the Syracuse basketball team. We are going to have reaction from that from Red Autry and what he said in his postgame press conference. It wasn't much, but we will play it back for you. Got some uh, reaction from the locker room, not only on Benny but on the week that's been from Chris Bell, from Quadir Copeland. And we had a little controversy at the end of this game, folks. I think Syracuse kind of got away with one here. And boy, I warned you, our Syracuse Sports Insiders, TV Teddy in the house. But in this case, it benefited Syracuse. Uh, I think we're up and running. We tried to do this a little bit earlier, had some technical issues, but knock on wood, I believe you can hear me. Give me the thumbs up, guys. If you can hear me, I see some comments coming in that we're back, we're up, we're good, and we're rolling. So, hey, technology, you got to love it, but we're up and rolling and we're ready to talk some Syracuse basketball with you. Chris Bell, what a night for Chris Bell in this game. A career-high 30 points for him. He goes 8 of 10 from three-point range. And let's be honest, guys, Chris Bell, not necessarily known for his defense, but he makes a huge defensive play at the end of this game. You're going to hear him talk about that later on here in the program. We're going to hear from our Syracuse Sports Insiders. Incredible insight uh, from them and a mixed reaction from our Syracuse Sports Insiders on this game. It was certainly a night. And think about what Red Autry said coming out of the Wake Forest game. And one of the big things, he kind of ripped apart everything, that nothing good came of that loss to Wake Forest on Saturday night, but that Syracuse had to be better defensively. Syracuse gave up for the first time. So you go back to the DePaul disaster, debacle, however you want to put it, back in 2006, when Syracuse just got cremated by DePaul. They gave up over 60% from the field in that game. The next two times that Syracuse did it, Boston College and Wake Forest last week. That's how long of a gap there was. That's how much of an issue there was defensively. Now, Louisville shot 54% tonight. They went 11 of 25 from three-point range. In the stats that make no sense department, they make sense given the personnel and where the team is at right now if you're Syracuse, but to get out-rebounded, 40-21. to Second chance points in favor of Louisville tonight, 23-3. to That just doesn't compute. The math ain't mathin', as the kids would say. But Syracuse overcame that, as we mentioned. Bell at eight of Syracuse's ten three-pointers. The Orange got out in transition. They beat Louisville on fast-break points, 33-6, 11 steals for the Orange. So that kind of countered the dominance that Louisville had in other ways, particularly getting the ball. Louisville shot better from three-point range initially until Chris Bell went off and kept Syracuse in this game. But it wasn't just Chris Bell. You look at what, look, Judah Mintz had what I would call a choppy 21 points, as we're going to go over here. Made a really questionable play at the end that Chris Bell's block that we mentioned really bailed him out. He also made an incredible inbounds play at the end, and he had 21 points. 
But boy, these free throws, they're going to be the death of me, guys. <laughs> Syracuse goes, oh, it hurts my heart. 22 of 33, 66% from the hashtag free throws matter line. And you just can't do that. And Syracuse won. They got this thing. But free throws, Quadir Copeland misses one at the end that allows Louisville to tie the game. Syracuse comes back up. And see, here's where we have a little bit of controversy in this game, guys. Goaltending called at the end. That was not a goaltend. It was not. I sent a text to our Syracuse Sports Insiders. You probably groaned when you saw that TV Teddy was in the house. Well, TV Teddy actually gave one to Syracuse tonight. So play comes down. Quadier Copeland attacks the basket. Caleb Glenn for Louisville trails to play, swats the ball off the glass. Whistle blows after Malik Brown scores on a putback. It's 94-92. We see the the TV Teddy and company and the officials go over the side, and you're watching at home on TV. They're going over the replay. Once you see all replay, maybe two, it's clearly not goaltending. It's a block shot. It's a heck of a defensive play, frankly, by Caleb Glenn to make it. They review it. They still call it goaltending. Let's be honest here. Syracuse got away with one there. Syracuse has had a lot of calls go against it over the years, particularly by one television Teddy. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time bemoaning that. There was a lot of plays that could be made both ways. You hate to see officials decide these things, particularly when they have the benefit of replay. Syracuse will take it, but they got away with one there. That was clearly not a goaltending on the orange, but that's the kind of game that it was. 17 lead changes overall in this game on a night where defense just kind of took the night off. J.J. Starling, I think, was huge for this team down the stretch. He ends up with 19 points on the night. Malik Brown had one heck of a stat line in this one. 11 points, perfect 4 of 4 from the field, 9 rebounds, 5 assists on the night. The only orange, by the way, that got into foul trouble, he had 4 fouls. Louisville had a couple of guys foul out. James and Johnson both foul out down the stretch, and he had Clark out there playing with four fouls. Look, Huntley Hatfield was a terror in the paint for Louisville. He had 19 points and 13 rebounds in this game. He and and you're going to hear Red Autry talk about this, but uh, what what year is it? We're playing zone defense again here? A lot of zone defense out there tonight. Didn't matter because Louisville dropped 92 points. Syracuse was in man-to-man defense at the end of the game when Louisville hit that game-tying three-pointer, a a three-pointer by Clark at the end did not go in, and Syracuse kind of sneaks away with one here. But Red goes to the zone defense tonight, and he cited, now look, you've got different personnel. He saw, the, the as he put it, Huntley Hatfield in the paint, saw what Louisville was doing early in the game, how they were attacking the paint. Red was right to cite. And here's yet another team, though, that comes in and shoots well from three-point range against Syracuse, which used to be what we would talk about when Syracuse primarily played zone defense, right? Oh, geez, another team that comes in and just bombs away from three-point range. Guys, Louisville was the second-worst three-point shooting team in the ACC coming into this game. They shoot 30% from three-point range. Clark's a sniper. They've got some shooters. They've got some players. Louisville just dropped 101 points before this game on Florida State. They can score, but they're just not a reputation-wise, statistic-wise, any-wise, a good three-point shooting team, but yet again, somebody does it. So it really didn't matter. I'm really curious to see what the zone defense 
usage from Red is going to be going forward here. But it was kind of interesting after this this dedication to man to man, hearing Autry talk about what he wants defensively from this team, how hard he wants them to play, to close out on defense. They dedicated themselves to man to man. They wanted to be man to man, and there it is. What we've talked about with zone defense primarily this year is doing it on inbounds plays. And a lot of people have had questions about that. And they and they ran a lot of zone tonight. So you got a three-point shooter coming in Saturday. Perhaps you've heard the name of Joseph Gerard III, who had 21 points against North Carolina last night and is averaging 15 points, shooting 43% from three-point range, and is in the top 15 of scoring in the ACC. So for those of you that said that, you know, Joe should have gone to Siena or something like that in his final year. Yeah, not so much. He's a top 15 scorer in the ACC again. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Syracuse does and what's going to be a heck of an atmosphere and a heck of a game, I think, at the Dome on Saturday. But this was a heck of a game tonight for the Orange. So we mentioned some of the key players here. Look, you got to give Chris Bell his flowers. Chris Bell has been criticized this year for being kind of a one-dimensional player, catch-and-shoot three guy, has certainly lagged on defense. There's no doubting that. There have been times you look at the stat sheet, he's been first-half Chris a lot. He, you know, get a couple of threes off, score some points, and then he kind of drops off in the second half. He actually sat a good part of the second half. He ended up playing 33 minutes and was in there when it mattered. But I, I mentioned this during the game to our Syracuse Sports Insiders, and I put it on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, during the game as well. I was like, where's Chris Bell? There were some interesting lineups that Autry was putting out there that I didn't quite understand. But look, Bell, 8 of 10 from three-point range, as we mentioned, he rebounded in a game that Syracuse didn't rebound. He had six rebounds. Brown and Bell were the primary rebounders in this game. Syracuse only grabbed 21 rebounds, which again is insane that they can get out-rebounded 40 to 21 and win a game like this. Bell rebounded. Bell scored. And Bell made the big play on defense, right? So flowers to him because there's been a lot of criticism of Chris Bell this year. So you got to give credit where it is certainly due. I'd mentioned uh, J.J. Starling, and I think some of these other performances we mentioned certainly deserve their due. But you look down the stretch. So there's a point in the game when Sky Clark from Louisville picks off J.J., goes down the other way and dunks. And it's 79-73 at this point. And you're thinking maybe Louisville's finally going to pull away, put their foot down on Syracuse's neck and maybe get this thing. But then J.J. responds with a three-pointer, cuts it to 79-76. J.J. gets to the free throw line. Now it's 81-79. to The way that J.J., this is usually what Judah does, but the way that J.J. kind of leaned in on that shot, got to the free throw line, that was big. Bell hits a contested three. Bell can catch and shoot threes. And man, did he just completely fake out a defender, sails by him on one of these on one of his last threes in the game. But in this case, it's a contested three with a hand in his face. Now it's 84-81. Then JJ draws another foul, gets to the free throw line. I thought JJ kind of gets lost in the shuffle based on what Chris Bell did, Malik Brown with the big numbers, but make no mistake about it, J.J. was a catalyst in this game. I thought it was interesting how differently the offense flowed. When Quadir Copeland was running the offense in the second half versus when Judah Mintz was running the offense in the second half. We mentioned Quadir and his stats. 
He had seven assists in this game. It felt like more than that, frankly, but he gets seven assists in 29 minutes. Scores 11 points, what is technically the game-winning goaltend, the game-winning basket, though that was not a goaltend, as we talked about. But the ball moved better when Quadir was out there. And let's face it, Quadir is going to be all over the place now with no Benny Williams in the lineup and available to come in to spell a Justin Taylor who played 21 minutes and we didn't hear much from tonight uh, in this game. 24 minutes, two points, took one shot after he had a little bit of a breakout against Wake Forest on Saturday, mind you, in a 29-point loss, right? Judah is still taking shots he shouldn't. He's still drawn into the paint, trying to get fouls, which he can do, but Judah goes to the free throw line tonight, and he goes 9 of 15. You can't have it. If you're going to draw fouls and you're going to take on two or three defenders and you're just going to kind of duck your head, drive in the paint, and see what happens, you got to get your free throws. He scored 21 points. They're choppy 21 points to me. 30 minutes tonight. We mentioned that play at the end. Chris Bell bailed him out. That was a play that a point guard can't make. He just drove into the paint. What are you doing? Louisville goes the other way. Chris Bell makes the block. It's a huge play. So I think Judah Mitz made some important plays in this game. I mentioned the inbounds play. He did score. There were times when he was flowing on the offense. But when you look at Judah Mintz's stat line, he had four assists. Quadir had seven. It's a stark difference in how the offense was running. So I'm curious how Red's going to handle Like Judah's your point guard. He's going to play. He's going to be the guy. But there's a noticeable difference when Quadir ran the offense tonight. But Quadir's got to play a lot more forward now with how the lineups have to shake out in this thing. People are wondering about Kyle Cuff. He didn't get in this game at all tonight, and he needed defense, and he's a good defender. I just think that was a size issue because of how big Louisville was. We didn't get it. Uh, I didn't ask, uh, nor did anybody ask uh, Autry about that after the game. Is there a role for Kyle Cuff? There is. You're going to have to go three guards in certain lineups at certain times this year, given uh, the absence of Benny Williams now, but uh, he was not out there tonight. So I mentioned got a couple of things uh, from the locker room I want to play, you guys, and then – We are going to hear from our Syracuse Sports Insiders and what you had to say about this game. But like I said, that was a game that had a little bit of everything. Controversial call at the end. No defense. Three-point shooting. Back-and-forth play. It was was a heck of a game. It was a fun game to watch, frankly, at the Dome tonight. Not a big crowd at the Dome. I don't know what they listed the official attendance as tonight, but uh, there's no way there was more than, I would say, 15,000 people in the Dome tonight. Okay. Red Autry had to address the Benny Williams situation. He did not put out a statement. He did not speak to the media yesterday. This was his first opportunity to speak publicly about dismissing Benny Williams from the team. This is significant. Okay. I don't recall. You guys might correct me if I'm wrong here. And if I'm missing somebody, the list is very, very short. Jim Beheim dismissing a player from the team. Plenty of players have been disciplined, either by Bayheim or the school, or eventually left. Or, you know, I remember the, the Josh Wright situation, and Louis McCroskey, and a couple of players that just kind of played their way off the court. But to dismiss a player with nine games to go as a first-year head coach, mind you, a coach that carried over from being on the staff previously, that is a huge deal. We know what has happened publicly with Benny Williams. It's been well-documented. Mike Waters and I did an entire podcast on it, so I hope you guys can check that out in case you haven't. We did kind of an emergency instant reaction when the news came down on Tuesday. But here's what Red Autry said in his opening statement and when asked 
about Benny Williams as well. It's really a proud of my team today because uh, these last couple of days have been emotional. You know, this is it's been the last it's been emotional the last couple of days. You know, not only our players but our staff. You know, um, so I give those guys you know all the credit. You know, it wasn't pretty. You can pick about whatever we did, but this game right here was about our guys. You know, rallying together. I thought they showed a lot of character and heart, especially down five in the last four or five minutes. Um, uh, to get back and be able to finish off the game and win. You know, so, again, it wasn't perfect. You know, but it was, you know, this is more about these guys that are really, you know, not giving up and, uh, and playing and uh, just, uh, you know, pulling out a win. So, any questions? Brad, how, how did this team respond from Saturday after your press conference? The win tonight, certainly, but everything in between. How, how did you characterize their response? Uh, it was emotional. Again, um, you know, we had a day off the day after the win for this game. Uh, and after that, you know, uh, you know we, we got to the gym. And, but again, uh, you know, fortunate what happened with uh, one of our um, member team members. And we proved the guys and get them going. That was that was tough. In terms of Benny, why now? You know, um, you know, sometimes you know uh, we 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 spend a lot of time with these guys, and um, <clears throat> um, and uh, you know we we just want the best for them. And, and sometimes you know things don't work out, and you just don't have control of time. And sometimes you just don't, you know. So I, you know, I wish them the best and. So as you could tell, you know, Red Autry pretty emotional about what was going on uh, in this situation. And then as the questions came, you know, Mike Waters asked about, you know, kind of being a first year coach and having to make a decision like this and how tough that was for him. And uh, another question was asked about those standards that Autry has brought up, the orange standard. What are those standards? What are these players and what are those standards that they have to live up to. And then he just kind of shut it down after that and did not want to discuss the Benny Williams situation further than that. A couple more clips from me from the locker room. This is Chris Bell just on uh, the week that this team went through leading up to this win in this game against Louisville on Wednesday night. I would say, uh, you know, people can be down, but we were down a little bit, but we came in and competed. You know, we showed today that um, we still come in here and we do our job. And that's what we're supposed to do, come out here and win and compete. I feel like we let up a few uh, defensive points for sure. Um, but that happens, you know. But I feel like we competed at a high level. And we show we have heart and that we uh, we do care when a lot of people think we don't. So That was pretty significant to me because Chris Bell certainly, look, they, they these guys read this stuff. They hear it. If they don't see it on social media, someone will kind of put it in front of them. Man, they're saying you guys quit or whatever the reactions were that are put in front of these guys after the Wake Forest game. So Chris Bell noticed, and you heard him say it there. Here's Chris Bell on, look, 30 points, the three-point shooting speaks for itself. But what about that block? What about that key defensive play? Um, just I was getting back on defense. Um, I kind of veered off to the right of Sky. So just so he couldn't go back on the left side, that's where he was getting taken from. Um, and he managed to go up on my side, and I came up with the block. And, uh, super excited. Uh, made a big play. And that's all I was trying to make a play for my team. So that's Chris Bell. Let's go to uh, Quadir Copeland here. Quadir just on this team and responding and 
everything from Saturday, from Red Autry's emotional press conference right up until this game. It's about tonight. responding, you know. We ain't lose two games since Hawaii. So, like I told y'all, when we lost the Wake, my side, um, it's how we going to respond. I told my guys we got to fight. And it's either we going to fight or we going to back down. And that's something I'm not going to do. So, it's either y'all going to follow along or y'all going to lay down. And I'm going to say something if y'all do. I'm not. I'm a, it's only following along in my book. It's only y'all going to follow me and we going to get this done. Or if we got people acting like that, we're going to change those. We're going to change them attitudes real quick. And I feel, I feel like that's what we did and we follow and we, we got it done. We stayed together and we did it together. I want to play uh, one more soundbite here. I asked Quadir Copeland about just the emotions of dealing with losing a teammate. You go through basketball adversity. We saw that against Wake Forest. We saw that when they got blown out by North Carolina. Most of their losses this year have been by double digits. That's basketball stuff. To lose a, a friend, a teammate, a brother. You know, Sally, you want about the situation and what Red had to do. And I've been well documented in saying he's got to take this team back. And, and Benny Williams has had so many chances to make it right. You got to do what's best for the team, right? And we'll see if any other details come out on this. But to this point, just knowing what we know, I don't think anybody was stunned to hear that Benny Williams was dismissed from the team, just from the documented incidents that happened publicly, the violations of team rules, what we saw, the Cornell game, you know, how he was kind of aloof on the sidelines. And, I mean, we, we've been through it. The Wake Forest game walks off eight seconds to go, and coaches are trying to get him to come back. Like, there's just too many strikes there for Benny now. But this is something they they've, haven't had to deal with. Teammate just up and gone, dismissed from the team in a situation where there's still uh, eight, now eight games to go after this one. Here's a quad year on, on dealing um, with that. It's basketball. Like I said, emotions are running for sure, but it's, it's basketball at the end of the day. We know we know we got to get done, and that's all That's all we really can do is just keep mo- keep moving forward. Um, even though in this situation it's, it's kind of hard to just move forward for past stuff. Trust me, I ain't even get over it. But um, like I said, you just got to keep moving forward. You just got to keep going. Y'all just keep playing. All right, there you have it. Some reaction from the locker room. Let's get some reaction from our Syracuse Sports Insiders now. And you guys are bringing the heat. And I think you're going to see a mixed response from our Syracuse Sports Insiders to this 94-92 win Syracuse got over Louisville on Wednesday night. We would love for you to be a part of the crew. We're growing every day, and we want you to be a part of it. And the best way to become a part of it is just text the word ORANGE to 315-847-3895. And what happens is you text me, I text you, we're texting during the game, we're texting during the week, your questions, your comments, your opinions, your reaction to Syracuse basketball. We're into lacrosse season now. I've been encouraged to see how many of our Syracuse sports insiders want to talk lacrosse. Today was football signing day. Wasn't a very busy signing day for Syracuse football, right? Because they did most of their recruiting back in the, earlier signing day in December, but spring football's coming and just everything, the fever pitch that people have for information about Syracuse football and Fran Brown, which, uh, by the way, guys, little tease, Fran Brown coming on the podcast. I'm just going to say, stay tuned, stay tuned on that, but we're focused on hoops, but being a Syracuse sports insider, we're talking about all that stuff. So come on in, and your reactions get priority on this post-game show and our Syracuse Sports Podcast as well. Let's start with Gabe W. tonight. Ding, 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 dong goes Bell. 8 of 10 from 3. I knew without Benny, our rebounding would diminish a little bit, but 40 to 21 is not acceptable. 
can't play like that when our old friend Joe Girard and Clemson come to town this Saturday. From Paul L. who says Syracuse wins because Chris Bell goes 80% from deep. After two games of facing ungodly shooting percentages, it was nice to watch the tables turn. And look, Louisville shot 54%. So uh, the good news is he didn't have three teams in a row shoot 60%. This is not a great defensive game, but Syracuse had to match the intensity. It was interesting to see what our insiders were saying during the game, too, about the reaction. Some of you felt like, are they playing harder? What's the reaction? Seth Greenberg was making some comments on the broadcast. I was keeping an eye on the bench as well. Certainly the last five minutes, things picked up. But until then, there was a vibe in the Dome. It was weird. People were kind of trying to see how the team would react. It was not a well-attended game. It was quiet for the most part. The bench was not really into it for the most part. And then that that all kind of went away in the last five minutes because the game got really intense. But it was an interesting vibe to try and kind of put your thumb on in the Dome tonight. Mark in San Diego says, dare I say, TV Teddy helped us tonight with the phantom goaltending call. He did. That's not a goaltend. I mean, it just wasn't. Uh, Drew S. says, man, nobody deserved to win that game, but a win is a win. From my main man, Vern, I'm a nervous wreck after watching that. Just happy to get the win. The defense needs to improve to have a shot versus Clemson. Or you're just getting another shootout. If Chris Bell, and I asked Chris Bell about Joe Girard, you'll read about that on Syracuse.com this week. Chris Bell said he learned a lot from Joe. Are we going to have kind of anything you can do, I can do better, piano battle between Chris Bell and uh, Joe Girard? You ever go to one of those dueling piano bars? Are those still a thing? I don't don't know if there's still a thing, though. I've gone to them a few times, though. They're a lot of fun. We're going to get the dueling three-point shooters here from Bell and Girard. For Syracuse, it's got to be Bell because he's your only reliable three-point shooter. J.J. has dramatically improved there during the season. You get spot threes. Justin Taylor certainly not reliable there. So I think if Syracuse is going to beat Clemson, I'm not asking Chris Bell to drop 30 again, but he's going to have to be on from three-point range. Scotty K says, this didn't feel like a win for the Orange. Got out-rebounded by 19, and allowing a doormat Louisville team to shoot 54% is unacceptable. May not feel like a win, but a win it was. From Red, not that Red. Great job protecting the home court. It's going to be a long February, though. We made Louisville look like a top 25 team offensively and rebounding. Bell, six rebounds, huge block, was more impressive. Got cut off there, but it's more impressive than his three-point shooting tonight. I mean, he needed the three-point shooting. Don't get me wrong. I brought up the open threes that he hit. I talked about the three at the end where he he just shook a defender who went sailing onto the sideline, hit the open three, but that defensive play was huge, and we mentioned there was only two guys that rebounded tonight. I know Chris Bell can score. To see Chris Bell make a huge defensive play and grind and rebound, and he even talked about, and Red Autry talked about a few rebounds that he wanted to get back, could have had nine or ten in this game, as opposed to the six that he had. Let's see here. Jimmy B says, any insight why Kyle Cuff didn't play? He's a good defender, but when we are not playing good D, he's not getting any run. I thought he could get some run out there tonight, especially with, you know, you're going to have to go to that three-guard lineup at times. I think it was a size issue. There was several lineups that Red was just putting size out there to deal with Huntley Hatfield in the paint and deal with Louisville's size in general. I think it was that. Again, unfortunately, sorry, guys, we didn't ask about that after the game, but I'm sure we'll kind of figure that out as we go here. Gary D says, please help me understand 
why when Judah has two or three guys on him that he's not looking for the open man. And look, that's the difference between when Judah is running the offense and Quadir is. Not that Quadir doesn't take on defenders, okay? Guys, Quadir, you got to love him. Plays with a smile on his face, has a lot of fun. But to be fair, because I criticized Judah a little bit, Quadir's got to learn. And boy, you just love that he plays with flair. He made a play tonight, kind of fake behind the back, went up and scored. Great play. But Quadir's got to know when you don't have to do the no-look pass, when you don't have to do the behind-the-back pass, just make the play. There was a couple of turnovers he had tonight. He's trying to give it a little too much spice, right? You can't take the spice out, but you can leave it a little short, right? And in this case, kind of a cooking reference there, you put too much salt in the dish, you know, you're pretty much you're not going to eat that. But if you take it easy with the spice and you can always add more, right? It's I'm nitpicking here because he had seven assists. He's such a leader, brings a lot of energy. He's going to be taking on even a bigger role now with Benny Williams off the team. But if you want to nitpick and criticize a little bit, I think Quadir, you don't have to make that no-look pass. You don't have to make that extra pass. He can drive into the paint at times when he doesn't have to. But Judah, that last play is an example. Didn't need it. There were three other possessions tonight. Just kind of drove in the paint, taking on those defenders. And again, he can draw fouls, but he wasn't making his free throws. So it's just a lot more hero ball. It's a lot more one-on-one plays. An offensive-minded point guard. You want to let Judah be Judah at times, but it's just it's you can see the difference between those two, and you can, you know, that texture wasn't happy with it. Some people like that Judah will take command, will want to score, will want to be a part of it. But I, I get what you're saying there. It can be frustrating. Lacey says Carey's rebounding was unimpressive Malik needs to learn how to put his hands up on defense I'm happy with the win but improvements need to be made look I, I I'll I'll say Malik at times and I'm sure he's been told about being careful about getting fouls because all you have now is Peter Carey and Monier Hima behind him and Monier Hima is is he's just an emergency guy as it is because he's just dealing with back issues and you, you can't play him extended minutes Peter Carey, God bless him, goes out there. He plays hard. They put him in at the end on the inbounds play that Louisville is running the other way just to kind of – you got to have you know your big man back there. I think Peter Carey can give you spot quality minutes, but you don't want Peter Carey. What did he play tonight here? In terms of minutes, uh, five minutes. Somewhere in that five to ten-minute ten range is kind of what he can handle at this point. So – I think we're nitpicking a little there on Malik Lacey. And I think the reason is he doesn't want to get into foul trouble. And he still did. He had four fouls at the end of this game. But we went over his stats earlier, and I, I think I'm pretty happy with uh, Malik's game tonight. Uh, Michael L., sorry to skip over there, says, A win is a win. Don't overthink it. Clemson will be the real test that will define the rest of the season. He adds, Chris Bell, out of this world tonight, they will win a lot of games the rest of the year if he continues to play like that. And we'll close with our friend Al, who says, some ways it was a better defensive effort than the score, as Louisville had a big advantage inside and made some contested threes. I'm still not sure this is what Red was looking for, though, after the Wake Forest game. Well, he was looking for a win, and he got it. Certainly didn't see any defense. That's why I was really interested to go through your responses, because 
it was mixed. Happy with the win, stressed about the win, but you could find some criticisms in Judah's game and Malik's game and some of those things that you guys brought up. Look, their rebounding thing, we're just going to have to get used to that. Is there a team they will out-rebound the rest of the year? It's going to be a challenge. The main thing in losing Benny is losing size. He's 6'9". Didn't always play 6'9". Didn't always play the way he can above the rim and inside. But you're losing 6'9". Coming in certainly could have helped in the paint tonight. Louisville, as we mentioned, dominated second-chance points. Chris Bell saved Syracuse's hind there. Not to take away from what other guys did tonight that we mentioned, but Chris Bell kind of got him over the top, kept pace, hit those threes. Guy drops 30 points tonight. It's a lot to ask for Chris Bell to keep up a pace like that. You need Justin Taylor to hit threes. I mean, if there's any a time for Justin Taylor to step up, it's now because you don't have Benny knocking on your shoulder coming in. Benny's gone, right? You need all hands on deck here. You need another three-point shooter. J.J. can contribute at times, as we mentioned. He had some big threes in this game. Bell was out of his mind, and you ride the hot hand. But how many times are we going to see that going down the stretch? This is going to be a huge hole. It's, it's how can I put it? It's going to be the pothole that won't get fixed the rest of the year. They're going to be out-rebounded. You don't want it to be to this extreme, 40-21. to 21. Louisville, they're a big team. And Hunt but you're going to run into plenty of teams. You've got P.J. Hall from Clemson coming up. You've got – you still have Baycott again from North Carolina. Like, there's some big players coming up, and any team with just decent size is going to put Syracuse at a disadvantage because they just don't have it in the paint. Tonight, they overcame it. They shot threes. The offense went at a torrid pace. They scored. They could have helped themselves with more free throws, but they found a way to win. And they responded to a very emotional week and a very emotional situation with a win tonight. I don't even want to get into NCAA tournament stuff and quad wins and everything. Syracuse is just so far removed from that conversation right now. But, look, Louisville doesn't help you there. Louisville helps you because it's an ACC win. It's team morale. It's better to win than to lose a game like this. But it does absolutely nothing in the resume department. It was going to be an uphill battle for Syracuse with Benny Williams. Without him, I think most people are just like, finish the season strong. We'll see about NIT. And if that's a possibility, and the how. How Syracuse finishes. How they play. How they build this standard that Autry wants to put into place. Which, through the first 22 games of the season, was one thing. But that press conference after the Wake Forest game to me, was a line in the sand from here on out. This is how we do it. I don't think he got everything he was looking for tonight. The first thing he said when he walked in the press room tonight was, oh, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's basically like he looked at the box score and he's like, a lot of points, not a lot of defense, right? And you look at the rebounding hole and some of the other things this, that were not there that you get away with against Louisville. Starting Saturday, Clemson, which that's an NCAA tournament team now. They beat Carolina. They've got a good resume. They got a terrific non-conference win over Alabama earlier this year. Like that team's in, as long as they keep pace and keep winning some games down the stretch here. The Gerard storyline. Look, Gerard, put aside the emotion of Gerard coming back and what the reaction's going to be from the crowd and all the, the the kind of the sexy conversations around that. He's shooting 43% from three-point range right now. 
Syracuse is not defending well, and he knows it, and he knows these guys. Not J.J., if J.J. ends up being on him, of course, but he knows most of these guys and what their tendencies are, and he's going to be in Coach Brownell's ear all uh, week long leading up to this thing, right? They get Clemson twice. This is the first one, then they get him towards the end of the schedule. So 12 noon, Syracuse-Clemson, that's when they get back at it. They got the win tonight. How this team evolves, what we continue to hear about the Benny Williams situation, if anything, that'll all be covered. That'll all be examined thoroughly. But for now, we saw a pretty entertaining basketball game at the JMA Wireless Dome on Wednesday night, a 94-92 win for Syracuse. Thank you to our Syracuse Sports Insiders for their great insight. Thanks to those of you that watch live twice because we had a little technical issue in take one of this show and we kind of had to recalibrate and reset and you guys came right back seeing a lot of you guys that watch the show and are part of the show live you came right back and i appreciate that a little technical bugaboo but we worked it out and we got her done so thank you for that much appreciated uh if you can't catch us live Please subscribe on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube. Please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Syracuse Orange Sports, on Syracuse.com. And, of course, please become a Syracuse Sports Insider. Join the club. Text the word ORANGE to 315-847-3895. You could try it free for two weeks. Come on. How great is that? See what it's all about. What is this thing? Text me. I text you. The insights, the opinions. If I have breaking news, you get it first, and... Just all the great benefits of being a Syracuse Sports Insider. Try it free for a couple of weeks. You don't like it? Hey, no harm, no foul. But if you do, it's just $3.99 a month after that. And we would love for you to be a part of the community. Big things coming for our insiders this year. We're doing some planning the other day, and we've got some exciting things in the works. But uh, just the day-to-day interaction with you is, is, is worth it alone. So we would love for you to become a Syracuse Sports Insider Thank you for uh, checking out the show tonight. We'll be back at it Saturday up to the Orange Take on Clemson on Syracuse Basketball postgame and some cool stuff coming on the Syracuse Sports Podcast as well. So make sure you're looking out for that. For now, Syracuse, 94. Louisville, 92. Got away with one. Wasn't a goal 10, but it's a win in the books for the Orange as they take down the Cardinals. It's all been presented by Krause Health the exclusive healthcare partner for SU Athletics. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Thanks for hanging with us tonight.